scary skeletons and shivers down your spine. Shrieking skulls will shock your soul and seal your doom tonight. Spooky, scary skeletons speak with such a screech. You'll shake and shudder in surprise when you hear these zombies shriek. We're so cool. scary skeletons, you're so That so looks so good. You only want to socialize. Are we both check that out? Kill, kill him. I mean, mine hasn't had any lips on it. I just been bored. That's true. You did say it was fine, though. To be honest. Spike. I'm not sick either. Um. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> it's you're the it worst. Didn't work. You're the worst kind of person. He's the kind of person that takes a bite of the pizza and puts it back. <laughs> I tell you, I swear I think I did that to him once. <laughs> it just never lived it down. I don't know, maybe I'm like the cause of his nightmares from that. <laughs> but I like I have vivid memory of doing that to somebody. Vivid memories. Yeah. It might have been my pizza, like we all ordered them like one night. And Who'd just, you do like, that to? Well, it might have been like my just pizza. To, like, claim it. And I was like, this is mine, nobody fucking eat it. So I just bit the ends oh. off them. Just Bit the ends, the bits, the end biddlies. The best parts. Ugh. Yeah, the ends aren't always good. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a crust man myself. The crust is good on that pizza. I don't know uh, the crust is good on that pizza. I have some fun stuff planned. But uh, f but first I gotta talk about some things that I marked down. That I knew I needed to talk about. Some uh, topics of conversation. Alright, number one. Uh, I most recently watched... Gotham by Gaslight. Oh shit, is that out? The new, yeah, the new uh, DC animated flick. The only reason I'm going to talk about it is because it is essentially uh, Batman versus Jack the Ripper, which is real cool. But it's Gotham and it's crazy steampunkish. Um, really fun watch. I would recommend. There's a no graphic novel. Out um, that, right? Lots of twists it? and turns. I think so. Perhaps, it's it's not the year one. Do you know? Is there a graphic novel out on that Gotham by Gaslight? I'm pretty sure. Gotham. I think it might have been a Mike McNola. <laughs> Wasn't it Mike McNola? The guy who developed Hellboy. I think he no. he might have done the art. I wouldn't know. I'm not well if you give comics. me like a picture, I could tell you in like a second. Gotham by Gaslight. But yeah, I just watched that. That was super fun. Um, something else that premiered this week was Ash vs. Evil Dead Season 3, which took off uh, running because uh, so much crazy shit happened in that Season 3 premiere. Um, I've watched the first few episodes of that, too. Yeah, you were, you were talking words. about... I watched the first few episodes of You were talking TV about show. how you don't really watch full TV shows. You just kind of watch what what people put on for you. Yeah, I did I did a similar thing with Terry the Tickler. Like, I watched the first couple episodes of season one with him to try mm. and, like, convince him to watch it because he likes Bruce Campbell and he likes uh, Evil Dead. Are you talking about the movie or the comic? I'm talking about the comic. The comic he did. I don't think he did the movie. <laughs> no, he didn't do the movie. Okay. It was just WB animated. Yeah. They didn't... No, they didn't capture was, his style. Yeah. But <laughs> I did figure I Mike Mignola did do the um, the art, which is why I thought the comic book was... Oh, yeah, it's like a It was cool line. looking. Um, so, yeah, the only other thing about uh, season three of Ash vs. Evil Dead is uh, he has a daughter now. So that's a fun little surprise. That came out of nowhere and ma made this season already pretty interesting. His relationship as a father figure. Yeah. Yeah, and then the, the last thing I want to talk about was uh, Annihilation. I... Uh, I went to the movies last night, by myself, and I saw Annihilation, which just came out last Friday. Oh, it was so good. It was so good. And I can't even begin to recommend it anywhere. The weird bubble movie. 
Yeah, except it's not a bubble. <laughs> I know that, but... I just, it's the oldest see, bubble. Did you see Ex Machina? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you would like Annihilation. Well, did you like Ex Machina? Yeah. <laughs> then you would like Annihilation. Okay, so, um... You didn't die yet. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, I didn't. I still want Y fucking movie. Yeah. Yeah, that needs they make, to happen. They make that, but they don't... I'm just, mm-hmm. Who okay. was attached Jason at one Lee. point? Keanu Reeves? I don't fucking know. Wasn't he attached? I don't know. To be the leader? Something in my time hop, and you were like, look what's happening, and I was like, bullshit, I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> yeah, and you're still right, because we still haven't gotten... However, I, Why st- the last I still have faith for Kung Pao. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's happening. Tongi is coming back. I don't think it's happening. No, I would love for Not it to enough. happen. <laughs> Message Steve Oderick or whatever his name is. Yeah. Steve Odenkirk. Um, yeah, I would want it. I, I want to see that happen. And I just Can don't. watch the first one. <laughs> Right now, yeah. All right, sorry guys, we gotta not watch. We gotta not record. We're gonna watch Kung Pao real quick. Oh, it's been so long. I love Kung Pao. I, I remember watching absolutely... it in your parents' house, and you're like, yeah. "If we watch have time, this, I'm just this. like, what is going on?" And this is a lot of wee wee, and I'm like, "This that's go for nuts. chucks." That's a lot of nuts. My he just left. Like, no, that what was nuts. If uh, oh, if we have time after there was this, so we much can going watch on. that. But uh, but it's gonna be pretty late by the time we get there. <clears throat> Yeah, we have something fun planned today that kind of came out of nowhere, and yeah, I think you guys are a good audience to try this with, at least swing the first time around. Swing and a chain. Swing and a chain. <laughs> swing and a chain. We, um... Oh, man. What would they say about Radio Shack? I don't remember. It's, Tell it's... me if you see a Radio Shack. <laughs> My nipples look like milk duds. I'm a man, too, you know? I got oh. baby standing up. Oh, a baby. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we uh we uh, we can't get sidetracked with Kung Pao. Alright, what's the other one? What? <laughs> what's other the other one? thing we get sidetracked with? There's, there's Shaolin Soccer. There's another like no. weird <clears throat> bad Chinese movie that, where they look like Soccer isn't bad. Shaolin oh Soccer is good. There's, it's a like Stephen Chow film. All right, whatever. But there's another one. It's Kung Fu Yes, that's it. <laughs> and I Stephen Chow. And I didn't know you could put it on English. <laughs> So I watched the whole thing. So oh, the English, the English dub for you Stephen Chow thing. flicks are actually really funny because Stephen Chow <laughs> does, the, does the voice of himself, of himself. But I couldn't figure out. I was like, shit, it's only in Japanese. What am I going to do? It's actually not Japanese. It's, uh, it's Cantonese. It doesn't think. matter. It's a knees. It's a knees. Eh. So I'm sitting here. This is lots of pasta. This is episode 83. I can't um, have done so many episodes. It's been a lot of weeks. Like, I actually started watching some. Well, not like, listening. <laughs> I watch them. Well, like, well, they don't are on you, put, you put them on. They are on, on YouTube. Because, <clears throat> like, usually when I'm playing video games or something, I usually pay attention. But, like, I was just kind of, like, arranging a room and, do, like, I know. Like, doing magic stuff, like, doing editing decks. And I just had them on. I've seen And, like, them. I wasn't, like, listening to the stories. I was just listening to, like, the stupid jokes and the commentary between the guests and you. And I was dying at some of them. I was just laughing so hard. We have We have fun. <laughs> there's um there's been a slew of really good episodes lately where we're about 20 episodes ahead I think we uh 
we've gotten to this point where we just read one huge story throughout an entire episode, or even over several episodes, because it's just, it's that compelling, and it's that cool. But um, we, we joke, we keyed. It's been a while, right? Because you were, you haven't been on since the 30s. And you oh, haven't been on since the, 30s. the since it the It was the 1930s. Yeah, last year. <clears throat> um, <laughs> but yeah, it has been a while since I was. I think I was. I just. I think it might have been just. Was just it uh, when we were all read, the myths, and creatures? Oh my God! No, 50. that's right. You were 50. you were there for fifty, and then fifty didn't happen, because I couldn't edit it because everyone was talking so much. Um, I still have it. I'm thinking about releasing it as like an uh, exponential thing after a hundred, but um, it's whether or not you could actually listen to sometimes. it. Sometimes it is very much a round much, table. People. Yeah, it was very much a round table discussion, but that could be really chaotic. So yeah, I guess you did. You did show up. That was June though, so that was a while ago. So yeah, welcome wow. back, bud. <laughs> um, Good to be back. And and a bunch of baby ducks. So I'm here with Mr. Skellybones, Heyo. who's back, and then we have a bunch of baby ducks who I've been reading a lot of uh, Not Hot But Spicy with, which you think is... It's pretty spicy. Something. <laughs> yeah. Um, we had the option to read more of that today. That's kind of just random stories from the early 2000s. It's kind of dated. Yeah, but they're not like... But they're not terrible. They're not terrible, but they're not like supernatural. Mm-hmm. They're like based in reality. Mm. Yeah, which I think is more terrifying. It's like it's kind scary. of it's just kind of like um, yeah. well, it's a, it's an old forum Blah. that ex- whoa, it's an old forum that existed in uh, the early two thousands on some kind of thread. People just told stories. It was kind of like an internet campfire, and I I literally just went and scrolled all the way down and pressed shift and then copied and pasted and then cut all the names down. Hmm. and saved the titles so I have like all of it which is like 300 pages of just people telling like folklores or even stupid little stories and like you know it's it's funny how that kind of nature early on eventually became you know creepypasta or troll pasta or you know they they did reddit no sleep before reddit was reddit you know it's it's weird but hmm. it's but it's fun um, so we, we can do that or we could do, which I think is just a little bit more compelling is the fact that, uh, I've been wanting to read them for a while now because they're short, sweet and to the point, scary stories to tell in the dark. If anyone is listening that, you know, has, knows horror knows what scary stories to tell in the dark are because these books have been around since 91, I think. And, uh, I remember picking them up in elementary school because the illustrations terrified me. I thought it was the craziest thing that they let us children just like, I was able to take it out of school (laughs) and bring it home and read it late at night and freak myself out and piss my mom off. You know, like, I I remember countless nights growing up in, in Allentown, back when I, I knew him first, and, like, taking that home in, like, third grade and reading the fuck out of those three books. And For AR points. 
Yeah, <laughs> actually, they did have AR points. Don't talk about um, AR. Please. <laughs> I paid... What was the name? You paid people to yeah. take tests for you? Yeah, the Harry Potter ones. Because if you just read one book, that was your 25 points. And you were set for that, like, semester or whatever it was. So I used to pay, I think it was like five bucks. <laughs> and I was like, just take the test for me. I absolutely would have taken those tests for you for free. Those were the worst. Well, I didn't know. <laughs> I read the books that were like 10 pages and they're worth a half an AR point. Oh, the like, animal books that yes. were in the library. And I was like, fuck, this <laughs> is going to be like a hundred of these I got to do. Anyways. And then I read through them all and I was like, shit, I'm only at 10 points. How am I going to finish this? It's only hard for me because I was That's a slow reader. So I'd read one book. People probably have no clue what we're talking about. They have no idea. AR points was a system where it kept kids from reading outside of school because uh, you were forced to. <laughs> because we were forced to. That probably doesn't happen anymore. I don't. I haven't heard anyone talk about AR in a long time. No. I would uh, read like a three to four, like a five point book, it. and it would take me the entire month that semester, and I, I'd get five points. But that's a D. Yeah. yeah. You needed like at least twelve points for like a B or an A, and that's like two or three books. I couldn't read that much. I'm just a slow ass reader. Oh, I loved reading. So I'd, I'd grab the Harry Potter books. Like, yeah, I saw the first three movies. They're the same thing as the book, right? No. No. They, no. Of course they ask the questions that don't show <laughs> no, up of in, course the, not. in the book. So test. I'd get like three out of ten. And be like, so that was that was elementary. You couldn't even redo it, which was bullshit. <laughs> so like I read it and failed. So a bunch of baby ducks. Did did you you knew what these books were? You said. I knew the pictures. You, you said you knew the pictures, which, which <laughs> did deal with the stories to some extent, and and you know they solidified the terror of the stories. I felt because they they physically put the fear in front of you as you're reading the page. So it's like you're looking at this terrifying picture, and then you're reading like a relatively spooky story for like, and you know a ten year old to read. You're waiting for the picture to come to life. I wouldn't go that far. I was was like, like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) He made like a speed racer face real quick. Um, (laughs) Oh, yeah. And then, um, Mr. Skellybones, you said you didn't even know what these books were. No, I avoided anything. You avoided this kind of shit. Anything that was spooky. Is this crossing a line for you now, or was that just when you were in elementary? When I was younger, anything that was remotely like horror related, I was so scared scared of like Goosebumps books. I avoided those because of Slappy. Oh, slap, Slappy definitely fucked and me up. I saw him like Goosebumps and I was I'm like, sure no, we've, we've talked about no. that on, on, on Disco Dracula's episodes. Mm. I'm sure like some wherever he is right now, he wishes he was here his for this episode. His neck hair is like standing on the After back of his neck. After he finds like, out about this. Goosebumps? Well, I was just going to say, I know for a fact he knows what this these books are. In fact, he probably owns all three of them. I had to steal them online. So we're allowed to read these stories because the show is basically a parody slash critique and we're doing almost a um, a parody reading of sorts um, going through each of the stories. And I've seen other YouTubes do this before. This is nothing new, but this I haven't read these books in forever. And when I think of elementary school and I think of a, a book series, I continually took out of the library other than like Chet Gecko books were like scary stories to tell in the dark. Do you remember that book that was like it was called like Island? There's three of them. Tell no. me more. I don't remember anything else other than that. It was literally there was like one called Island, another one was called Mountain or something like that. And it was like kids who got <laughs> stranded in like weird places. You lost me. Yep. 
<laughs> remember continually Hatchet? checking those out. Hatchet, I remember too. And Jeremy Thatcher, the dragon hatcher. Holy shit, that's the first time I thought about that in a long time. That was a good book. Gregor the Overall. I think I like Googled dragons when I was a kid. I <laughs> oh, was I like, absolutely. I was like, Yo, there's dragons in this shit? It was AOL search. <laughs> it was AOL search, you cunt. <laughs> Not in the library. Dial up. Yeah, I guess you're right. I was like, yo, Miss Librarian Chick, what you got on dragons? Dragons. <laughs> what you got and on dragons? And then she got on And then she gave me that And she'd give you like vampire. the dino- She'd give you the dinosaurs book. The one that that fictional went through a family finding dinosaurs. Or that one, that one like, book. like, is this a dragon? Or that one book that they made a series, like they made a movie of it and they were going to make a series of it and they were like, this is fucking dumb. But it was like the book with the dragons vamp- on the covers. No, 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 no. They were vampires, but they were in like a traveling circus. The Cirque du Freak. That one. I just talked about that last episode with Terry the Tickler. He just came back after a huge hiatus. Well, okay. We literally just talked about it I on last week's episode. He didn't say anything to me. That's okay. Cirque du Freak. We could we we talked about it in detail, but you're right. That was definitely the time period where that started because it ended by the time when we were in high school. Which I felt was very relevant. Anyway, we need to begin this episode off on the right foot. You're I 20 minutes left to some. We um, we're probably not going to get through all of this, and that's that's totally fine. I think scary stories to tell in the dark are the kind of thing you could read over several episodes with anyone, and they will have either an absence of a memory. Or a memory of it, so they're two really great personalities sitting next to me right now. Because this is going to be your first time reading some of these, mm-hmm. we'll and see. this is going to be a revisit. No, it's not for the him. pictures. I he's going to remember the pictures. <laughs> he's going to remember the pictures, and he's going to be haunted. He's going to say, "Paul." He's going to be like, "No, fuck more, that one." No more speed racer face. He'll be like, "You're going to have to hold me tonight. <laughs> Sleep so, in my bed, please." Yeah, because you guys live together. That's mm-hmm. that's relevant too. Oh yeah, that's right. I am living with a bunch of baby ducks. Uh huh. How's it Not as bad as it may sound, people. They're never home. They're never home. They're wily teenagers who just go out and do volleyball all the time. You know, naturally, ducks are rapists. I didn't know that. You got corkscrew penises. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't penises. know that. <laughs> yeah. You mm. learn these things from mm. the same video. Um, Yo, anyway. Thunder, thunder, thunder. It's catcher's game of thunder. <laughs> Before we get to uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, however... I have to start off the episode welcoming back Miss Skellybones with specific kinds of stories. So we're oh, yeah. gonna st- we're gonna start off. Mr. Skellybones is gonna read a pasta with overused cliches and shit by TP. It's a troll pasta. Uh, it's admission <clears throat> of one Skellybone to read though. <laughs> we got it. Okay. A pasta with overused cliches and shit. Me and my family went to a new neighborhood, and apparently there was a haunted house there. So of course I went to check it out. I went at midnight with a torch and no protection at all. No protection. And I opened the door of the haunted house. It was dark, and I went, to the, I went down to the basement only to see a pile of hyper-realistic bodies. Instead of DTFOing, I just took pictures and shit, and I heard a strange noise. So instead of GTFOing. I thought it would be a better idea to check it out. A man with a twisted smile and a hyper-realistic burned eyes came out and, and instead of running, I just stood there. He said, shh, go to sleep. 
and he stabbed me in the heart. As I died, he said, I am God. And I died. Then a skeleton popped out. (laughs) 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 Oh, yeah, that's good. That's what I want. I just like the fact that I get to say GTF Owing, because that's how it's spelled out. Not getting the the fuck fuck out. out, Just capital G T F O, (laughs) lowercase (laughs) I N G. Oh, I thought it was effective. Oh, you salty bitch. (laughs) Acceptable. Oh, this next one is going to be read by uh, a bunch of baby ducks. (laughs) This one is called A Creepy Midnight Chat. Is this all of it? Oh. A creepy midnight chat. Oh. Hey, we used to do that at night. We'd come over, we'd make deep fried food. Oh, yeah. Well have chat rooms. Was it Omegle? <laughs> Does that still exist? I think so. Still oh, thing, yeah. God. One dark and spoopy night, I was on the Troll Pasta Wiki. The best wiki with the scariest stories on the internets. I was reading a lot of creepy pastas, and then I got bored. So I decided to join the chat. There was only one user in the chat. The name was Andy Tags. Godslayer43. Hey, what's up, girl? Andy Tags. You can't type blank, though. You can press enter. Back, back then, I am letting you push right, enter on that. Godslayer43. Hello. Andy Tags. Blank. Every time I said something to Andy Tags, the user never responded. But all of a sudden, he did. He sended me a link. I clicked on it, then a skeleton popped out of my computer and burned my house down. God damn it. <laughs> I just want to like stop and say that it actually says sended. He yeah. sent he sent me a link. I read that link. perfectly. Sended it. Oh you did. I have great and a skeleton popped out and burned out my house. No, burned it. Burned it? Burned it in my house. Burned. It's just burned. burned. No, it is burned. It was burned. just burned. Uh, okay, and then uh, to to bring it on home I'm gonna read something called Seven Corners. <laughs> One day or night, I can't really remember, I was put in a house and forced to make it to the end of the house, and I was given a note saying, Look in every corner, bitch! So what did I do? What was I to do? I searched every corner and find pictures of death, and then a skeleton popped out! I was so fear, my heart popped out of me chest, and I ran away as fast as I could. But I wasn't fast enough, it grabbed me as I realized that this was him trying to make friend with me. So I left him alone and checked the next corner and found a clay figure, which suddenly came to life. I played dead to escape its wrath, and it worked until it came over to me and kicked me into another corner, which was actually a breeding ground for killer bees. Kill me, the queen bee says. No, I said, trying to run away into the corner for which a sandwich was in, so I ate it. Then a demonic dark heavy from Team Fortress 2 killed my dog who was with me. Corner 5 was a demon statue with crying skeletons tied to it who grabbed me, broke their shackles, and then cut me my arms again and 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 I yelled, help me! Help me! Help me! Help me! Help me! But nobody came and my arms turned into rotted stumps. And the skeletons kicked me back to the clay thing, which kicked me to corner six. It was scary. 
That skeleton from before stabbed me and killed me. The end! Eden. What was in that war you fucking oh. gave me? Jesus Christ, that story was so... Uh, oh. I'm going to quickly the, follow it up the with the green text. <laughs> <laughs> which is... Move into new apartment. Bringing new shit inside. A, a skeleton pops out of the closet. He pulls me in. Asks me if I want to get spooky. <laughs> Next thing I know, I'm in skeleton world. It's like the Chronicles of Narnia, but with skeletons. It isn't so bad. Settle down with my skelly girl and we bone. Ha. They boned. God. <laughs> <laughs> Just like they changed the word skeleton every single time in that. Can we go there? Skeletons. You want to go to the skeleton land? It's like monkey Ske bone. Monkey bone? It is like monkey, <gasps> monkey bone. bone. <laughs> I loved monkey bone. Monkey bone is a good one. I miss Brendan Fraser. He's not right? Dead. His poor IT career. I think he's in a show now. I haven't watched it. Hard <laughs> on. So we're going to start reading Scary Stories to Ooh. Tell in the Dark now. Ooh. This isn't even the cover. This is just the first opening page. I'm already scared. That's scary Stories to Tell in no. the Dark. Collecting from American Folklore by... Alvin Schwartz. With drawings by Stephen Gamble. So the funny thing about that is... These illustrations were so haunting that in the early 2000s, they actually got uh, the illustrator who did a uh, series of unfortunate events to come back and redo the pictures for this book in a not creepy way. Uh, it pissed off a lot of people, but it made the books more accessible for the next generations. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. I can appreciate the other guy's um, style and, you know, Notice the hanging body on the cover. It's fun. Um, the first that part is called Strange and Scary Things. Ooh. To dine. Strange and Scary Things. Pioneers used to entertain themselves by telling scary stories. At night, they might gather in somebody's cabin or around a fire and see who could scare the others the most. In the basement. Some girl, can you go turn off the light? No. <laughs> Some girls and boys in my town do the same thing today. They get together at somebody's house and they turn out the lights. No. And eat popcorn and scare one another. No. Half to death. Telling scary stories. Can you turn off? Don't the you light? dare. <laughs> can you please turn? Sure the, it's the one the closest dial. to us. The just the two toggle. Go on. <laughs> you have a flashlight. I have a Pikachu nightlight in the other room if you want to use it. I'm ready. That's good. Oh, I thought you meant like everything. No, just that. Oh, okay. Hold me. I expected like telling scary black. stories is something people have done for thousands of years. For most of us, like being scared in that way. Since there isn't any danger, we think it's fun. There are a great many scary stories to tell. There are ghost stories. There are tales of witches, devils, boogeymen, zombies, and vampires. There are tales of monstrous creatures and of other dangers. There are even stories that make us laugh at all this scariness. Some of these tales are very old, and they are told around the world, and most have the same origins. They are based on things that people saw or heard or experienced or thought they did. Many years ago, a young prince became famous for a scary story he won he started to tell but did not finish. His name was Mamilius. 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 Ellen Wee. 
Ellen, we... Gergi. Oh, we didn't even talk about Black Cauldron. That's okay, maybe the And end. he probably was nine or ten years old. William Shakespeare told about him in The Winter's Tale. It was on a dark winter's day that his mother, the queen, asked him for a story. A sad tale's best for winter, he said. I have one of sprites and goblins. I like those. I like Sprite. I like goblins. Do you, your best to frighten me with your sprites, she said. <laughs> You're powerful at it. I shall tell I it so. That. What? <laughs> you like sprites? No, I said, I, you're like, I, I'm like, I like sprites. And you're like, I like goblins. He's like, oh, there's not a third choice for me to pick. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, I can't say anything to like. I feel left out. I shall tell it softly, he said. Yawned crickets shall not hear it. And he began. I like crickets. <laughs> there was a man dwelt by a churchyard, but that was as far as he got. For at that moment, the king came in and arrested the queen and took her away. And soon after that, Mamilius died. No one knows how he would have finished his story. If you started as he did, what would you tell? Most scary stories are, of course, meant to be told. They are more scary that way. But how you tell them is important. As Mamilius knew, the best way is to speak softly so that your listeners lean forward to catch your words, and to speak slowly so that your voice sounds scary. And the best time to tell these stories is at night, in the dark and the gloom. It is easy for someone listening to imagine all sorts of strange and scary things. Princeton, New Jersey, Alvin Schwartz. That is, of course, the guy who compiled and re-edited and sometimes redone the adaptations of all of these stories. That Princeton. He lived there. It doesn't mean he went there. So oh, there's, Scarecrow. So there's your first drawing. Spooky Scarecrow. So screaming. Scream. Ah! The, the first story is ah. It's uh... yeah. Ooh. I know, it's the big toe. We missed it. That was the whole story that I had. I think that was... It's just like trying to scare you. Like, yeah. It's the scarecrow screaming because he has his mouth open. Yeah. I guess that's just the first page. It's just a guy screaming. So the first story. And it says the chap. this chapter is filled with jump stories you can use to make your friends jump with fright. The big toe. The first story is then called the big toe. That's a big hoe. Look at that. Oh, shit. Yeah, but you see the hole. It's like, see the kid, though? It's Look at like, where the, the fuck is that toe Look coming out of? Look big old hoe. Where's the toe coming out of? It's, it's like finger like Yeah, it's coming out of the ground. Yeah, you like, want to read this one? Holy this shit. This one's called the big toe. Bob. I'll read the big toe. There's a dead <clears throat> bobby in the ground. I found a big toe. <clears throat> a boy was digging at the edge of a garden when he saw a big toe. That's a big toe. He tried to pick it up, but it was stuck to something. So he gave it a good hard jerk, and it came off in his hand. Then he heard something groan and scamper away. The boy took the toe into the kitchen and showed it to his mother. It looks nice and plump, she said. I'll put it in the soup and we'll have it for supper. That night, his father carved the toe into three pieces. And they each had a piece. Mmm. Toe. <laughs> then they did the dishes, and when it got dark, they went to bed. The boy fell asleep almost at once, but in the middle of the night, a sound awakened him. It was something out in the street. It was a voice, and it was calling to him. Where is my toe? It groaned. When the boy heard that, he got very scared. But he thought, it doesn't know where I am. It never will find me. 
Then he heard the voice once more, only now it's closer. Where's my toe? It groaned. The boy pulled the blankets over his head and closed his eyes. I'll go to sleep, he thought. When I wake up, it'll be gone. Because everyone knows you're safe under the covers, <laughs> obviously. But soon, he heard the back door open, and again he heard the voice. Where's my toe? It groaned. Then the boy heard footsteps move through the kitchen into the dining room, into the living room, in the front hall. Then slowly they climbed the stairs. Closer and closer they came. Soon they were in the upstairs hall. Now they were outside his door. Where is my toe? The voice groaned. His door opened, shaking with fear. He listened as the footsteps slowly moved through the dark towards his bed. Then they stopped. Where is my toe? The voice groaned. You've got it! Oh, you scared me! <laughs> and I read it. <laughs> it said at this point, pause, then jump at the person next to you and shout, You've got it. The big toe also has another ending. When the boy hears the voice calling for its toe, he finds a strange looking creature up inside the chimney. The boy is so frightened he can't move. He just stands there and stares at it. Finally, it asks, What? You got such big eyes for And the creature answers, To look you through and through. What, what, what you got such big claws for? To scratch up your grave. What, 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 what you got such a big mouth for? To swallow you whole. What, but what you got such sharp teeth for? To chomp your bones! I like that one. <laughs> to chomp your bones. As you give the last line, pounce on one of your friends. And I pounced on What are you showing Dr. me? Dr. Death. And that was the big old toe. What'd you think of the big toe? It's alright. I guess it's like your typical kind of like... That's what I mean. Imagine third, yeah. reading this in third grade. <laughs> yeah. Third grade, you're like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now you're like, eh. <laughs> this next up. one is called <laughs> The Walk. Are you talking about? <laughs> Play the song. I love Schmack. My uncle was walking down a lonely dirt road one day. He came upon a man who also was walking down that road. The man looked at my uncle, and my uncle looked at the man. The man was scared of my uncle, and my uncle was scared of that man. But they kept on walking, and it began to get dark. The man looked at my uncle. And my uncle looked at the man. The man was very scared of my uncle. And my uncle was very scared of that man. But they kept on walking. And they came to the big woods. It was getting darker. And the man looked at my uncle. And my uncle looked at the man. The man was really scared of my uncle. And my uncle was really scared of that man. But they kept on walking, and deep down into the woods they went. It was getting darker, and the man looked at my uncle, and my uncle looked at that man. The man was terrible scared of my uncle, and my uncle was terrible scared of... Ah! It just said, now scream. I could see how that could probably trip up some kids. 
because they'd probably be listening really fucking closely to all of that uncle business. And my uncle was a man, and the man who was What's walking the... towards him was also a man. <laughs> my ba- my uncle man, who was afraid of other mans, and... Yeah, well, it, I'm, get, it, I'm, it, but I guess it really kept you focused because you kept hearing the same <laughs> things. You were fixated the, on the repetition, maybe. But at the same time, I think many young boys have many reasons to be scared of their uncles. No. So this next story oh. is called, What Do You Come For? Tacos. And yeah. the answer is tacos. <laughs> tacos. Right, Almost always. <laughs> I want to get tacos. You just, you just ate. Didn't you just eat food? Yeah, I ate. Go eat more. Go eat it. And then now I want eat those cold fries. I don't. Yes, just fries over them. There's mozzarella bacon fries. Not right now. (laughs) (laughs) Sit your ass back down. Story first. Let's get this story over so I can eat my fries. (laughs) There once was an old man who lived in a shoe. (laughs) That was not the first line. I saw it and I was like, wait, was that true? No, it's, it's different. Yeah. There was an old woman who lived all by herself, and she was very lonely. Sitting in the kitchen one night, she said, Oh, I wish I had some company. No sooner had she spoken than down the chimney tumbled two feet from which the flesh had rotten. The old woman's eyes bulged with terror. Then two legs dropped down to the hearth and attached themselves to the feet. Then a body tumbled down, then two arms, and a man's head. As the woman watched, the parts came together into this great gangling man. The man danced around the room. Faster and faster he went. Then he stopped, looked her in the eyes. <laughs> what do you come for? She asked in a small voice that shivered and shook. What do I come for? I come for you! As he shouted the last words, stamp your foot. <laughs> 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 God damn it! You it? could not have. Uh, no, go back to the picture. Oh, I don't want to see that. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. This is the picture. That's pretty horrifying, of right the there. The feet coming down the chimney. Yeah, I, that's then, a terrifying image. So like, and I didn't like the stories aren't scary now as a kid, but the pictures are still terrifying. The pictures are still. So terrifying. like, I'm just flipping through I, this I, like, oh! I figure like like fucking like feet and like bloody limbs just falling down and then assembling themselves is horrifying to me. Yeah, oh, I thought this was like in that picture right there is like. It's nailing it. Oh, that one there is bad. Oh, I thought this was pasta. I got confused. Don't eat all of them. Why? Uh, this uh, this is a fun one. If you don't mind, I'm gonna read this one. No, go for it. I mind. Uh, I I like this. This one's really popular. This one's called Me Tai Do T Walker. Me Tai Do T Walker. I have to remember how to say that correctly. I'm a little stoned. I'm a little Mitai Stone D talker. <laughs> <laughs> I hate myself. There are no drugs going on in this podcast right now. <laughs> there was a haunted house where every night a bloody head fell down the chimney. Jesus. At least that's what people said. So nobody would stay there overnight. Then a rich man offered $200 to whoever would do it. And this boy said he would try. If he could have his dog with him, so it was all settled. What are you giggling about? They had to adjust for inflation, dude. <laughs> yeah, they do. It would be like 2000 now. Yeah. The very next night, the boy went to the house with his dog. To make it more cheerful, he started a fire in the fireplace. Then he sat in front of the fire and waited, and his dog waited with him. For a while, nothing happened. 
But a little after midnight, he heard someone singing softly and sadly off in the woods. The singing sounded something like, Me Tidoti Walker. It's just somebody singing, the boy told himself. But he was frightened. Then his dog answered the song. Softly and sadly it sang, Then she king she collie molly dingo dingo. The boy could not believe his ears. His dog had never uttered a wood before. Then, a few minutes later, he heard the singing again. Now it was closer and louder, but the words were the same. Me Tidoti Walker! This time, the boy tried to stop his dog from answering. He was afraid that whoever was singing would hear it and come after them. But his dog paid no attention, and again it sang, Lynchy Kinchy Golly Molly Dingo Dingo! A half hour later, the boy heard the singing again. Now it was in the backyard, and the song was the same Me Tidoti Walker! Again, the boy tried to keep his dog quiet, but the dog sang out louder than ever. Lynchy, kinchy, collie, molly, ding-no, ding-no. Soon the boy heard the singing again. Now it was coming down the chimney. Me, Tidoti, Walker. The dog sang it right back. Lynchy, kinchy, collie, molly, ding-no, ding-no. Suddenly, a bloody head fell out of the chimney and missed the fire and landed right next to the dog. The dog took one look and fell over, dead from fright. Oh, my God. The head turned and stared at the boy. Slowly, it opens its mouth and... I thought it was going to look at me, so it's going to scream right back. <laughs> you thought I was going to yell at you? You both just screamed in my direction. <laughs> I got double the yelling. Double the screamings. <sighs> Alright, Skelly Bones, you want to take this one? Okay. This is a... Uh, we go to a different section and keep with the oh, jump ones. Oh, we're going in order. Okay, I don't know how long it's going to take this. Oh, we're not going to get through it. Oh, okay. We're just going to take as much as we this can. This story is called A Man Who Lived in Leeds. Leeds. Some say this rhyme doesn't mean anything. Others are not so sure. I don't know. There was a man who lived in Leeds. He filled his garden full of seeds. And when the seeds began to grow, it was like a garden filled with snow. But when the snow began to melt, it was like a ship without a belt. And when the ship began to sail, it was like a bird without a tail. And when the bird began to fly, it was like an eagle in the sky. And when the sky began to roar, it was like a lion at my door. <clears throat> and when the door began to creak, it was like a penknife in my back. And when the back began to bleed, I was dead, dead, dead indeed. Ah! <laughs> so scary. Smiley face. Every... <laughs> 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 Yo, nice. Dropping your new mixtape, 2018. It's just Young Gun Bones. Uh, you want you want to read this one? Or you want me to read this one? Young Bones. You can read it however you have to wrap it. I'll old, do the ooze. Old woman, all skin and bone. There was an old woman, all skin and bone, who lived near the graveyard, all alone. Ooh. 
She thought she'd go to church one day to hear the person preach and pray. And when she came to the church house style, she thought she'd stop and rest a while. When she came up to the door, she thought she'd stop and rest some more. But when she turned and looked around, she saw a corpse on the ground. From his nose down to his chin, the worms crawled out and worms crawled in. The woman to the preacher said, Shall I look like that when I am dead? The preacher to the woman said, You look like that when you are dead! Drop in our mixtape, Lots of Pasta 2018. Holy Wait. shit, there was actual music. Yeah, I told you. That was an actual that song we could have sang. <laughs> but we just kind of re- freestyled it. It was nice. Look at that. Oh, fun. man. It's a fun picture. I saw this. Is a, <laughs> this is a fun guy. Look at him. He's <laughs> upstairs. <laughs> what is with this? His head is enormous. <laughs> He heard. I think this is the next section. Uh, the next section of the book. This is called. He heard footsteps coming up the cellar stairs. Good thing we're in the cellar because uh, <gasps> not, even, not even the creepiest part of my house. Uh, yeah, there, there are, are ghosts there. in this chapter. Ooh, One comes spooky. back as a real person. Another takes revenge on her murderer. And there are other strange happenings. Oh, I fucking love this story. Um, Do you know this one? We never went to Mothman Festival. We never did go to Mothman <laughs> Festival. That's one thing we missed out on with uh, the, the Mythology 50th special. Yeah. People canceling on plans. Let's go back up to that picture. <coughs> this one haunted me. Oh, that's creepy. Hold, hold on, let me just, just get in there. Just, mm-hmm. you know, I've right, thought about this right, right at night. Right. Right at the foot of my bed. Right in that eyeball. Pixels. The most haunting Sandler film of them all. Oh, this one's called The Thing. I, I fucking oh, love this story. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Just, just, just put that back up there. <laughs> it bothers me. <sighs> all right. Ted Martin and Sam Miller were good friends. They spent a lot of time together. On this particular night, they were sitting on a fence near the post office talking about one thing and another. Then there was a field of turnips. Why are there turnips? <laughs> okay. Oh, there you was not a, just you the did not the turn turn the turnips. You got a bitch smacker. <laughs> the pleasure to meet you, sir. Fuck you. Oh, we're watching Stupid. that after this. <laughs> there was a field of turnips across the street. Suddenly, Suddenly, they saw Sven. No, they didn't. Sven has no legs. I don't care. He's fucking <laughs> He's fast. fucking fast. <laughs> anyway. Stop. Suddenly, they saw Sven. But then they saw something crawl out of the field and stand up. It looked like a man. But in the dark, it was hard to tell for sure. And then it was gone. It is Sven. Wait, really? Yeah, he's fucking fast. <laughs> God damn it. We're yeah. ruining the creepiness of this story. This story haunted me. But soon it appeared again. Because what's scary about something appearing out of the fields, just fucking standing there Ugh. and getting closer to you? Whew. 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 <laughs> that was it. Just coming out of the field. Okay. But it soon appeared again. It walked halfway across the road, then it turned around and went back into the field. Then it came out a third time and started toward them. 
But now Ted and Sam were scared and they started running. But when they finally stopped, they decided they were being foolish. They weren't sure what had scared them, so they decided to go back to get a better look. Pretty soon they saw it. It was coming to meet them. It was wearing black pants, a white shirt, and black suspenders. Sam said, I'm gonna try and touch it, then we'll know if it's real. He walked up to it and peered into its face. It had bright, penetrating eyes sunk deep in its head. It looked like a skeleton. Ted took one look and screamed, and again he and Sam ran, but this time the skeleton followed them. When they got to Ted's house, they stood in the doorway and watched it. It stayed out of the road for a while, then it disappeared. A year later, Ted died, or got sick, and then died. He died and then got sick. Toward the end, Sam sat up with him every night. The night Ted died, Sam said he looked just like a skeleton. 24. Stop. <laughs> Pretty creepy. Yeah, that story fucked me up as a kid. Because, like, existentialism at such a young age is such a haunting fact. And the fact that he looked exactly like that thing in the fields, like, what does that say? Why would Death you comes for us all! Why would you, like, this like, next story is Oh, called... shit, that's scary. Let's go look at it again. If I see a normal person pop out of a field... I run away. If I see a person, I run away. Yeah, I don't even like people. Oh my people. god, social interaction. Pretty much, I have to deal with people leaving now. You're as cold as clay. <laughs> Willing to Come out and play. Sacrifice. <laughs> this next story is called Cold as Clay. A farmer had a daughter for whom he cared more than anything on earth. She fell in love with a farmhand named Jim. But the farmer did not think Jim was good enough for his daughter. To keep him apart... He sent her to live with her uncle on the other side of the country. They'll get a crazy picture County. of a coffin. Not country. County. Soon after she left, Jim got sick, and he wasted away and died. Everyone said he died of a broken heart. The farmer felt so guilty about Jim's death, he could not tell his daughter about what happened. She continued to think about Jim and the life they might have had together. One night, many weeks later, there was a knock on the uncle's door. When the girl opened the door, Jim was standing there. Hello. Your father asked me... <laughs> Your father asked me to cook, to get you, he said. I came on his best horse. Is there anything wrong, she asked. I don't know, he said. She packed a few things, and they left. She rode behind him, clinging to his waist. Soon he, he complained of a headache. It aches something terrible, he told her. She put her hand on his forehead. Why, you are as cold as clay, she said. I hope you are not ill. And she wrapped her handkerchief around his head. They traveled so swiftly that in a few hours they reached the farm. The girl quickly dismounted and knocked on the door. Her father was startled to see her. Didn't you send for me? She asked. No, I didn't, he said. She turned to Jim, but he was gone, and so was the horse. They went to the stable to look for him. The horse was there. It was covered with sweat and trembling with fear. There was no sign of Jim. Terrified, her father told her the truth about Jim's death. Then quickly, he went to see Jim's parents. They decided to open his grave. The corpse was in its coffin, but around its head they found a girl's handkerchief. Oh, 26. Burn on her. Stop it. 26. Stop reading the page number. 2016. 2012. That looks fucking dumb. Yeah. Look at its eyes. This is called the White Wolf. Oh, my The timber wolves around French Creek had gotten out of hand. There were so many wolves farmers could not stop them from killing their cattle and sheep. No. So they state 
put a bounty on them. It would pay a hunter ten dollars for every wolf pelt he Again, like in just for inflation. It's like a hundred. A butcher in town named Bill Williams thought that was pretty good money. He stopped working as a butcher and started killing wolves. He was good at it. Every year he killed over five hundred of them. That came to more than five thousand dollars. Actually, that came out exactly to five thousand. <laughs> it was quite a bit of money in those days. After four or five years, Bill had killed so many wolves there were hardly any left in the area. So he retired, and he vowed never to harm another wolf because wolves had made him rich. Then one day, a farmer reported that a white wolf had killed two of his sheep. He had shot at it and hit it, but the bullets didn't have any effect. Soon, that wolf was seen all over the countryside, killing and running, but nobody could stop it. One night, it came into Bill's yard and killed his pet cow. Bill forgot about his decision never to harm another wolf. He went into the town the next morning and bought a young lamb for bait. He took it out into the hills and tied it to a tree. Then he backed off about 50 yards and sat down under the tree. With his gun in his lap, he waited. When Bill didn't come back, his friends started looking for him. Finally, they found the lamb. It was still tied to a tree. It was hungry, but it was alive. Then they found Bill. He was still sitting against the other tree, but he was dead. His throat had been torn open. But there was no sign of a struggle. His gun hadn't been fired, and there were no tracks in the soil around him. And as for the white wolf, it was never seen again. Ba -ba -ba. 28. <laughs> this next one is called... The Haunted House. <laughs> One time a preacher went to see if he could put a haunt to rest at a house in his settlement. The house had been haunted for about 10 years. Several people had tried to stay there all night, but they would always get too scared out by the haunt. So this preacher took the Bible and went to the house, went on in, built himself a good fire, and lit a lamp. Sat there reading the Bible. Then just before midnight, he heard something start up the cellar, walking back and forth, back and forth. Then it sounded like somebody was trying to scream and got choked off. Then there was a lot of thrashing around and struggling, and finally everything got quiet. The old preacher took up his Bible again, but before he could start reading, he heard footsteps coming up the cellar stairs. It's like a horse. <laughs> Sorry, it's a horse coming up the stairs. <laughs> All we had was coconuts. <laughs> he sat watching the door to the cellar, and the footsteps kept coming closer and closer. Okay, fine. You're gonna continue coconuts. <laughs> Sorry. He saw the doorknob turn, and when the door began to open, he jumped and hollered, What do you want? The door shut back easy-like, and there wasn't a sound. The preacher was trembling a little, but he finally opened the Bible and read a while. Then he got up and laid the book on the chair and went to mending of the fire. Then the haunt started walking again and step, step, step up the cellar stairs. The old preacher sat watching the door, saw the doorknob turn and the door open. It looked like a young woman. He backed up and said, Who are you? What do you want? Oh my god. 
You're beautiful. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, this, this is the shit that I was like. <laughs> yeah. There was a woman missing eyes. That was the and picture. Yeah, like one. It's one worse most, than that. It's one of the most famous pictures from this book. The haunt sort of swayed like she didn't know what to do, then just faded out. The old preacher waited, waited, and when he didn't hear any more noises, he went over to shut the door. He was sweating and trembling all over, but he was a brave man he thought he'd been able to see through it. So he turned his chair to where he could watch and sat down and waited. It wasn't long before the haunt started up again, slowly. Step, 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 closer and closer, step, step, and it was right at the door. The preacher stood up and held his Bible out before him. Then the knob slowly turned and the door opened wide. This time the preacher spoke quiet like, he said, In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, who are you and what do you want? The haunt came right across the room, straight to him, and took hold of his coat. She's just cold. It was a young woman about 20 years old. Her hair was torn and tangled, and flesh was drooping off her face so he could see the bones and part of her teeth. She had no eyeballs, but there was sort of a blue light way back in her eye sockets, and she had no nose to her face. Then she started talking. It sounded like her voice was coming and going with the wind blowing. She told how her lover had killed her for money and buried her in the cellar. She said if the preacher would dig up her bones and bury her properly, she could rest. Then she told him to take the end joint of the little finger from her left hand to lay it in the collection plate next to the church meeting, and he'd find out who had murdered her. And she said, if you come back here once more after that, you'll hear my voice at midnight, and I'll tell you where my money is hid, and you can give it to the church. That's a good deal, yo. Yeah, yo. (laughs) The haunt sobbed like she was tired, and she sunk down towards the floor and was gone. The preacher found her bones and buried them in the graveyard. The next Sunday, the preacher put the finger bone in the collection plate, and when a certain man happened to touch it, it stuck to his hand. The man jumped up and rubbed and scraped and tore at that bone trying to get it off, then went to screaming like he was going crazy. Well, he confessed to the murder and they took him to jail. After the man was hung, the preacher went back to the house one midnight, and the haunt's voice told him to dig under the hearth rock. He did, and he found a big sack of money. And where the haunt had held on his coat, the print of those bony fingers was buried right onto his cloth. It never did come out. 32. I lost my sweet-ass jacket, but uh, but that was fun. I need a picture of that thing. That's a good one. That's a good picture right there. I'm going to send that thing to ruin his day. <laughs> That's a fun one. I'm just going to send this to people that just ruined their That's lives. a good one. He's going to like that. Make sure I get a reaction. <laughs> Gotta get a nice good jump on that one right there. We're sending that picture to uh, Terry the Tickler to remind him of his... Uh, that you are never safe and your friends are assholes. Uh, I was so, going to uh, say that we're best friends, but I mean, that's fine. I mean, I basically described that. <laughs> you were never safe in your case. This next story is called The Guests. A young man and his wife were on a trip to visit his mother. Usually they arrived in time for supper, but they had gotten the late start and now it was getting dark, so they decided to look for a place to stay overnight and go on in the morning. <laughs> Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> There's a light. Oh, there's the freaking sound place. 
There's a lot. Anyways, just off the road, they saw a small house in the woods. Maybe they rent rooms, the wife said. So they stopped to ask. Maybe it's just a fucking house, bitch. We'll go. What a divorced I am. Fucking bitch. (laughs) An elderly man and woman came to the door. They didn't rent rooms, because it was a fucking house, they said. But they they said it would be glad to have them stay overnight (laughs) as their guests. They had plenty of room, and they would enjoy the company. The old woman made coffee and brought out some cake, and the four of them talked for a while. Then the young couple were taken to the room. They again explained that they wanted to pay for this, but the old man said he would not accept any money. The young couple got up early in the next morning. Before their host had awakened, on the table near the front door, they left an envelope with some money in it for the room. Then they went on to the next town. They stopped in a restaurant and had breakfast. When they told the owner where they had stayed, he was shocked. That can't be, he said. That house burnt to the ground. And the man and the woman who lived there died in the fire. The young couple could not believe it, so they went back to the house. Only now, there was no house. All they found was a burnt-out shell. They stood staring at the ruins, trying to understand what had happened. Then the woman screamed. In the rubble was a badly burned table, like the one they had seen in the front door. On the table was the envelope they had left there in the morning. Well, at least they got their money back. True. Some money back guarantee. That's spoopy. Spoopy! But they were like nice ghosts. Sure, and I guess that's the house. Nice, fun. I mean, I needed, Curse they didn't dog. fuck with them. They just let them stay the night, and they didn't take yeah, the right? money. It's not bad. Oh, oh look, he's, he's fucking monster. He oh. upstairs to go get a snack. That that's dripping like brain. Oh, that's bloody. It's oh wait. All right. Yep. Uh, let me let me gore. check something real quick. Gore, gore. Gore. I need to check one thing, and it's how many sections there are in this book. One, two, eleven three, to twelve. Four, five. That's a good what do you guys think? Read one more section of stories. There she was again. Oh, you wanted to see her again? No. She's beautiful. You want to pass her? (laughs) Okay, so this next section is called (laughs) They Eat Your Eyes, They Eat Your Nose. (laughs) Got your nose. No, I said it to Mark, and he said if I hung that in his room, he would burn down the house. (laughs) Nice. There are scary stories about all kinds of things. The ones told here are about a grave, a witch, a man who liked to swim, a hunting trip, and a market basket. There also is one about worms eating a corpse. Your corpse. <laughs> not, not my bones. The hearse song. It was in the rat. Don't you ever laugh at the hearse goes by, for you may be the next to die. What? They wrap you up in a big white sheet yeah. from your head down to your feet. Uh-huh. They put you in a big black box. Uh, and cover you up with dirt, dirt and rocks. Yeah. All goes well for about a week. Then your coffin begins to leak. Sick. The worms crawl in. The worms crawl out. The worms play pinochle on your snout. What? They eat your eyes. They eat your nose. They eat the jelly between your toes. Nice. A big green worm with rolling eyes crawls in your stomach and out your eyes. eyes. Your stomach turns to slimy green. Yeah. And pus pours out like whipping cream. You spread it out on a slice of bread, and that's when you eat when you are dead. That's gross. Remix. What? What? Why are we surprisingly good at that? 
Oh, or do you think so, we're surprisingly good that's at That's so stupid. No, <laughs> that's not just the drugs talking. All right. There are no drugs going on right in top of And that, no, also, I told you. that also had a song with notes, but we're better than that. <laughs> anyway, I want to I want to read an actual story, so I'm reading this <laughs> that's, next that's one. That's perfectly fine. The girl who stood on a grave. Fuck, we actually read this one. Okay, it's fine. We're reading it again. Most people probably didn't listen to episode 73. This is a fun one. Some boys and girls were at a party one night. There was a graveyard down the street, and they were talking about how scary it was. Don't ever stand on a grave after dark. Ever. One of the boys said. (laughs) The person inside will grab you. He'll pull you under. Oh, he will. That's not true. One of the girls said, it's just a superstition. I'll give you a dollar if you stand on a grave, said the boy. A grave doesn't scare me, said the girl. I'll do it right now. The boy handed her his knife. Stick this knife in one of the graves, he said. Then we'll know you were there. The graveyard was filled with shadows and was as quiet as death. There is nothing to be scared of, the girl told herself. But she was scared anyway. She picked out a grave and stood on it. Then quickly she bent over and plunged the knife into the soil and she started to leave. But she couldn't get away. (gasps) Something was holding her back. She tried a second time to leave, but she couldn't move. She was filled with terror. Something has got me, she screamed, and she fell to the ground. When she didn't come back, the others went to look for her. They found her body sprawled across the grave. Without realizing it, she had plunged the knife through her skirt and had pinned it to the ground. It was only the knife that held her. She had died of fright. I want to see that. Whoa. Whoa. Alright, this one's for a bunch of baby ducks. This one's called a new horse. That's my horse. horse. (laughs) That's That's my my horse. horse. (laughs) (laughs) And the boy. And many doors. There are many doors tonight. Many many doors. That's my horse. Bye, bye, bye. How many many doors is this? Oh. Oh, baby. Oh, oh. (laughs) I'm excited. You ruined it for yourself. (laughs) I made it. I wanted you to read the description first. God Woo! damn it, you saw you didn't deserve oh. to see the horse. <laughs> Two farmhands shit. I'm going back to the picture. <laughs> 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 Look at it! <laughs> okay, read it. <laughs> you need to read this one. You can get through it. You can what? do it. <laughs> Do you want to see it? That's again? my horse. That, that is your horse, That's actually. Fun. That you can have it. If I could ride that majestic steed, oh, I wouldn't need a car ever again. If I'm not wrong, it kills someone. I don't care. I'll still ride him. Uh, or it's a person. That was a horse. No, I know, but read the story. All right. <laughs> no, you stop scrolling down to it. Oh! <laughs> read the story. Come on. I need a minute. Do you want me to read it? No. Just give me some time to collect yourself. Okay, okay, okay. Come on. Come on. 
Come on. Oh my god. <laughs> give him a look. Fucking no. I know. Oh man. Just look into my eyes. I'm wondering where his like huge ass. Those are the eyes of a killer. Look at his like heels. Oh, oh yeah, he's got like a fuck. He's got like one fucking stiletto on. Where's the horse dick at? Just <laughs> hanging out the back end. Oh, it's probably the other leg. The, right. the one with the stiletto on. Yeah, that's what it was because it's like split. Right. <sighs> Two farmhands shared a room. One slept at the back of the room, the other slept near the door. After a while, the one who slept near the door began to feel very tired and early in the day. His friend asked him what was wrong. An awful thing happens every night, he said. A witch turns me into a horse and rides me all over the countryside. I'll sleep in your bed tonight, his friend said. We'll see what happens to me. About midnight, an old woman who lived nearby came into the room. She mumbled some strange words over the farmhand, and he found he couldn't move. Then she slipped a bridle on him and turned him into a and he turned into a horse. The next thing he knew, she was riding him across the fields at breakneck speed beating him to make him go even faster. Soon they came across a house where there was a party going on. There was a lot of music and dancing. They were having a big time inside. She hitched him to a fence and went in. Big old time. Big time. <laughs> the big time. That's why he's got a big head. No. While she was gone, the farmhand rubbed against the fence until the bridle came off and he turned back into a human being. Then when he went into the house and found the witch, he spoke those strange words over her, and with the bridle, he turned her into a horse. Then he rode her to the blacksmith and had her fitted with horseshoes. After that, he rode her to the farm where she lived. I have a pretty good filly here, he told the husband, but I need a stronger horse. Would you like to trade? The old man looked her over, and he said he would do it. So they picked out another horse, and the farmhand rode away. Her husband led this new horse to the barn. He took off the bridle and went to hang it up. But when he came back, the new horse was gone. Instead, there stood his wife with horseshoes nailed to her hands and feet. Oh, that's what she has to It's a fun one. Alligators. I just like how, um... Drawing. Alligator. How the end of that one is just like, haha, your, your evil wife. Fuck her. Your wife is now a She has bitch. horseshoes on her hands. You want to read this story? It's called Alligators. I do. Alligators. I love alligators, man. I have a tattoo of alligator. 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 That's an a young woman in a town married a man from another part of the country. He was a nice fellow. Hello. And they got along pretty well together. There was no comma after that. I just read it right away. There was only one problem. Every night he'd go swimming in the river. Gotta go swimming. <laughs> swimming in the river. Sometimes he would be gone all night long, and she would complain about how lonely she was. This couple had two young sons. As soon as the boys could walk, their father began to teach them how to swim. And when they got to be old enough, he took them swimming in the night. In the night. In the river or at night. Often they would stay there all night long, and the young woman would stay home all by herself. I'm so lonely. After a while, she began to act in a strange way. At least. That is what the neighbors said. She told them that her husband was turning into an alligator and that he was trying to turn the boys into alligators. Everybody told her she was nothing, there was nothing wrong with a man taking his son swimming. That this was a natural thing to do. And when it came to alligators, they just weren't any nearby. Everybody knew it. Early one morning, the young woman came running into town from the direction of the river. She was soaking wet. 
She said a big alligator and two little alligators had pulled her in and tried to take her to eat a raw fish. They were her husband and her sons, she said, they were, and they wanted her to live with them. But she had gotten away. Her doctor decided that she had lost her mind, and he had put her in the hospital for a while. After that, nobody saw her husband and the boys again. They just disappeared. Holy shit. But now and then, a fisherman would tell us seeing alligators in the night, river at night. Usually it was one big alligator and two small ones. But people say they were just making it up. Everyone knows there aren't alligators around here. So... So her claims were true. Fucking... Yeah. <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> I've been playing a game called Shadow Warrior, which is oh, the, the, the Wang coming. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> no ordinary Wang. Yeah, I, saw, I was sitting here. We were talking earlier, and I was gonna make a comment about it, but I forgot because we're watching Black Culture. Just started giggling. I've been playing a game called Shadow Warrior, and it's uh, it's apparently back when Duke Nukem was a thing. There was a Japanese stereotypical equivalent about a, a, a ninja of some kind, and they remade it for the Xbox One, and uh, it is really offensive to Japanese people. And uh, the guy has the most stereotypical Japanese-Chinese accent, and he talks about his, how his name is Wang, and he's like, Oh, you got the hot Wang! It's really, it's really bad. Frankly, but I'm glad you saw that and found it funny because <laughs> it made me giggle throughout the entire alligator story. <laughs> I had a feeling when he like pointed. And that's a fun looking alligator right there. He kind of has like yeah. a human eye and like a human hand, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, Yo, I need a picture of that horse in my life. You need to get that For horse. Your life. I need to feel better. About Let me go back. There he is. Let's get all of them in there. All right, that's Let's get all of them. It's the all neck. All neck. This is all face? Yeah, it's all face. Well, usually the main, like the little horse's hand is on the neck, that's like its entire body. Alright, this next one is called Room for One More? No. Three person couch, man. A man named Joseph Blackwell came to Philadelphia on a business trip. He stayed with friends in the big house they owned outside the city. That night, they had a good time visiting. But when Blackwell went to bed, he tossed and turned and couldn't sleep. Sometime during the night, he heard a car turn into the driveway. He went to the window to see who was arriving at such a late hour. In the moonlight, he saw a long black hearse filled with people. The driver of the hearse looked up at him. When Blackwell saw his queer, hideous face, he shuddered. The driver called to him, There is room for one more. On my lap. Then he waited for a minute or two, and he drove off. Aww. In the morning, Blackwell told his friends what had happened. You were dreaming, they said. I must have been, he said, but it didn't seem like a dream. After breakfast, he went into Philadelphia. He spent the day high above the city in one of the new office buildings there. Late in the afternoon, he was waiting for an elevator to take him back down to the street. But when it arrived, it was very crowded. One of the passengers looked out and called to him. There is room for one more, he said. It was the driver of the hearse. No thanks, said Blackwell. I'll get the next one. The doors closed, 
and the elevator started down. There was shrieking and screaming. Then the sound of a crash. The elevator had fallen to the bottom of the shaft. Everyone on board was killed. Room for one more? Your voices kept changing. I know. <laughs> this story the, the is so driver fucking, fucking good. The Wendigo. Wendigo. This is the Wendigo. Wendigo. This is me. Go. Mm -hmm. What? Yeah. All right, I'll take it. <laughs> I don't know. Not many. Oh, Indians? Well, that's some Wendigo. It's a Native American. Yeah, some Wendigans. That was a creature with a black lagoon. No, it's a hairy monster, if anything. No, no. <laughs> it's going to human flesh. Yeah, man. Until dawn. Oh, I didn't play. Well, it's, it's like a... But it's an actual Native thing American. In general. Oh, okay. Native American superstition thing. Like, I remember, like, it sounded familiar. I just didn't know that's what it was from. That's the thing with like the really long arms, it like kills everybody no matter what. Yeah. Well it kills one person no matter what. Everybody else has a chance to survive or not. No, you could save everyone. No, you can't save one. One person has to die no matter what. You could save everyone. You can save everyone. So it's one of the, most, the game? one of the hardest. The game. Games. The game, yeah. You can oh, save no. everyone. He's probably talking about Josh. That's right. One of the people has to die no matter what. Josh ends up stuck in the in the caves. It's the it's the sad sad ending. There you go. A wealthy man wanted to go hunting in part of northern Canada where a few people have ever hunted. Let's go, eh? E? Yeah, eh? Let's go, let's go hunting in, in the northern, eh? In the Kubiki. You don't sound Canadian. I'm not. <laughs> I'm <laughs> Oh, shit. He traveled to a trading post and tried to find a guy to take him, but no one would do it. It was too dangerous, they said. Finally, he found an Indian who needed money badly, and he agreed to take him. The Indian's name was Defago. They made... <laughs> what? <laughs> that is what it says! Defago. Continue. <laughs> is that better? They made camp in the snow near a large frozen lake. For three days they hunted, but they had nothing to show for it. The third night, a windstorm came up. They lay in their tent listening to the wind howling and the trees whipping back and forth. To see the storm better, the hunter opened the tent flap. What he saw startled him. There wasn't a breath of air stirring, and the trees were standing perfectly still, yet you could hear the wind howling. And the more he listened, the more it sounded as if they were calling DeFago's name. DeFago! <laughs> I told you! DeFago! I must be losing my mind, the hunter thought. My name's DeFago. DeFago. But DeFago had gotten out of his sleeping bag. He was huddled in a corner of the tent, his head buried in his arms. What is this all about, the hunter asked. It's nothing, DeFago said. But the wind continued to call him, and DeFago became more tense and more restless. DeFago! DeFago! Suddenly he jumped to his feet and he began to run from the tent, but the hunter grabbed him and wrestled him to the ground. You can't leave me out here, the hunter shouted. Then the wind called again, but DeFago broke loose and ran into the darkness. The hunter could hear him screaming as he went. Again and again he cried, oh my fiery feet, my burning feet of fire. Then his voice faded away and the wind died down. 
At daybreak, the hunter followed Defago's tracks in the snow. They went through the woods, down towards the lake, and then out onto the ice. But soon he noticed something strange. The steps Defago had taken got longer and longer. They were so long no human being could have taken them. It was as if something had helped him to hurry away. The hunter followed the tracks out in the middle of the lake, but there they disappeared. At first he thought that Defago had fallen through the ice, but there wasn't any hole. Then he thought that something had pulled him off the ice into the sky, but that made no sense. As he stood wondering what had happened, the wind picked up again. Soon it was howling as it was in the night before. Then he heard Defago's voice. It was coming up from above, and he heard Defago screaming, My fiery feet and my burning feet! But there was nothing to be seen. Now the hunter wanted to leave the place as fast as he could. He went back to the camp and packed. Then he left some food for Defago, and he started out. Weeks later, he reached civilization. The following year, he went back to the hunt the area he was in again. He went to the same trading post to look for a guide. The people there could not explain what had happened to Defago that night, but they had not seen him since then. Maybe it was the Wendigo, one of them said, and he laughed. It's supposed to come up with the wind. It drags you along at great speed until your feet are burned away, and more of you than that. Then it carries you into the sky and it drops you. It's just a crazy story, but that's what some of the Indians say. A few days later, the hunter was at the trading post again. An Indian came in and sat by the fire. He had a blanket wrapped around him and he wore his hat so that you could, couldn't see his face. The hunter thought there was something familiar about him. He walked over and asked, are you Defago? The Indian didn't answer. Do you know anything about him? No answer. He began to wonder if something was wrong, if the man needed help, but he couldn't see his face. Are you alright? he asked. No answer. To get a look at him, he lifted the Indian's hat, then he screamed, there is nothing under the hat but a pile of ashes. A walking, talking pile of ashes. 53. This one is called The Dead Man's Brains. Brains. Sorry. Sorry. Look at that. <gasps> look at his little face. Well, his brains are missing. This scary story is a scary game that people play at Halloween, mm-hmm. but it can be played whenever the spirit moves you. The players sit in a circle in a darkened room and listen to a storyteller describe the rotting remains of a corpse. Ew. Each part is passed around for them to feel. In one version, <laughs> a player is out if he or she screams or gasps with fright. In another version, everyone stays to the end no matter how scared they get. Here's the story. Once in this town, there lived a man named Brown. It was years ago on this night that he was murdered out of spite. We have here his remains. First, feel his brains. A wet, squishy tomato. It's another rat. <laughs> now here are his eyes, still frozen to surprise. Two peeled grapes. <laughs> Your sound effects, though. This is his nose, a chicken bone. <laughs> and here is his ear, a dried apricot. <laughs> I like both of your attempts at making noises. <laughs> and here is his hand, rotting flesh and bone, a cloth or rubber glove filled with mud or ice. <laughs> 
This, one, this one's gonna <laughs> But be his good. hair still grows. A handful of corn or silk. You're gonna give yourself a concussion. And his heart still beats now and then. And his blood still flows. Dip your fingers in, it's nice and warm. Both catsup thin. <laughs> they actually call it catsup. Catsup. Thinned with warm water. That's all there is. <laughs> except for these worms. They're the ones that ate the rest of him. Handful of wet spaghetti strings. <laughs> if you like the paschetti, eat, <laughs> eat the paschetti. Eat the paschetti. Ooh, I have eaten my spaghetti. Anyway, let me how, finish. Stop it. How do you like eating? This is the last story. It's real quick. It's gonna be called "May I Care." <laughs> May I carry your basket? May I? No. Sam Lewis spent the evening playing chess at his friend's house. It was about midnight when they finished their game and he started home. Outside it was icy cold and as quiet as the grave. As he came around to a turn in the road, he was surprised to see a woman walking ahead of him. She was carrying a basket covered with a white cloth. When he caught up to her, he looked to see who it was, but she was so bundled up against the cold it was hard to see her face. Good evening, Sam said. What brings you out so late? But she didn't answer. Then he said, May I carry your basket? She handed it to him. From under the cloth, a small voice said, That's very nice of you. And that was followed by wild laughter. Ha! Huh. Sam was so startled that he dropped the basket and outrolled a woman's head. He looked at the head and he stared at the woman. Mm -hmm. It's her head! He cried. And he started to run, and the woman in her head began to chase him. Soon the head caught up to him. It bounced into the air and sunk its teeth into his left leg. Sam screamed with pain and ran faster, but the woman in her head stayed right behind him. Soon the head leaped into the air again and bit into his other leg. Then they were gone. What a fucking story. A fucking basket case. <laughs> That's all we're going to do on this first... On this Look at first, that foot! On Look this at first that episode. Foot. <clears throat> um, so I guess on the on the next one, we'll... Uh... That's a good looking foot. <laughs> That's a stump. That is not a foot. It's a Rob Liefeld foot right it's there. It's a foot with some, like, some roots on it. Are you trying to take a picture? No, I think okay, I scared good. somebody. Because they sent me a snapback. <laughs> I just put on my story so someone's probably like opening it. Oh! <laughs> so yeah, that was uh, that was some scary stories to tell in the dark. They're really dated. Picture, They're, they are pretty spooky, dated. Man. They are pretty dated <clears throat> story-wise, but um, the pictures are still spooky. Mm, spooky. Oh, if you find the right those version. Those are bad. Like if we turned out the lights and read the stories, eh. We turned out the lights and looked at the pictures, oh! <laughs> now I understand what you meant. <laughs> when he said he would just borrow them to look at the pictures. Oh, oh so scared. Uh, what what did you think of the scary stories to tell in the dark, Mr. Skelly Bones? Uh, they were okay. I mean, <laughs> the, the, uh, the stories were like, yeah, they worked, I guess, like children's stories. Some of them were scarier than other ones. Like, some of them were, like, definitively scarier than other ones. And sure. The, 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 like, oh, that fucking haunt lady face. Ooh, spoopy. I it's might not one. sleep tonight. That it's one. It's like mama. Cuddle my baby ducks. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's like, okay. Um, There's always room in there. 
Got room. There's always room in the pond. You, you got anything to say, bunch of baby ducks, about this uh, scary story from Zark uh, episode right here? No. Okay. So uh, this was episode eighty-three of La uh, uh I guess I, I will, I will lead us out by saying, uh, "Gurgi for life, Gurgalicious." Gurgi, Gurgalicious, repetitious. Make them boys go crazy. God, God damn it! Uh, hey everyone, go watch, uh, go watch Black Culture, and it's like, uh, it's like a horror movie for, for Disney lovers. Yeah, I'll have the Horn King. Horn King is Horn King. badass. Horker. I feel like uh, they got him from Stephen King's Dark Tower series, the the Crimson King. But I mean, you know, just as creepy, just as effective. You definitely see the inspiration for like the lich. Oh, absolutely! Adventure time, Adventure time yeah. The, lots the, of the lots of horns, the, the cloak, and stuff like that. Uh, Mr. Ham, definitely. Yeah, I guess I guess that's all. I guess that's all we. I guess is there any nice little anecdotes anyone wants to lead us out with? Anything anyone wants to say? And I'm still working on my coke addiction, my my diet coke addiction. <laughs> that is, you know. <laughs> You're the worst. That's it. You make my bones ache. You're welcome. And then a skeleton popped out. Huh?